The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. podcast focusing on anthology horror starting with tales from the crypt i'm your least favorite camp counselor tish delano and i'm camp counselor lauren jewel tish why the fuck are you the least favorite <laughs> it's been three episodes uh, why? i because i would be a terrible camp counselor like i feel like you would be like a favorite camp counselor because you'd be like Activities. We're gonna do this. Like, meanwhile, I would be that camp counselor that leaves you to drown in the lake because oh. I re- wandered off to go smoke the devil's lettuce and have premarital sex. Jazz lettuce. Yes, yes. I'm a big fan of the jazz lettuce. Well, did you know kissing leads to babies? Not if you have your tubes tied. <laughs> I was raised in a very religious school, and I am very delayed when it comes to some things. I I, I was raised Baptist, so I I understand completely. There was there was a time in my life where I thought if a uh, if a young man looked in your general direction, you could become pregnant because that's how it seemed to work in my high school and middle school. Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> we're, we're off to a great start. Yes, uh, so. What did we learn today? Boils and ghouls don't have sex. We're going to be like the gym teacher and mean girls. If you have sex, you will die. You will die. You will get gonorrhea. You will get pregnant and you will die. Oh, my God. So before we go uh, creeping through the crypt, I have a surprise for you. Oh, boy. Is it kitty? It is not a kitty, but we will get to some sweet pussy later. <laughs> I took mine out. I, I wrapped it with love, can't you tell, in this I vanilla envelope. Yes, it's very lovely. I ordered it like a month ago and I kind of forgot about it. <gasps> what is it? What is it? It's a Tales from the Crypt mask. It is. I got it from... I didn't think that part through. It's from Etsy. It's a very cute mask. We'll have to get pictures up on the Insta with a bunch of different of the comic book covers from Tales from the Crypt and the Crypt Keeper. It's super cute. And as someone that got their vaccine really early, because I was a part of the vaccine trials. Science! Yes. Relatively, within the next couple months, I will have to go back to very regular mask wearing, because they don't know how long this vaccine will stay in my system. So uh, so I got that mask from Etsy, from a seller named Magical Custom Finds. I don't really remember how I found it. Sometimes I do just look up Tales from the Crypt on Etsy <laughs> and like... Tales from the Dark Side in horror. And I think the last thing I went down the rabbit hole on there was for an Audrey 2. I need one so bad. Right? I want one so bad for the new office. But yeah, I ordered it about a month ago, so it takes some time to make because they're all custom made. Mm -hmm. I was very careful. You got the adult size extra small. (laughs) I am a very small. I have a big, like, wide head and face but at the same time it's also so small (laughs) it's just looks big and wide that's all i was just very determined oh yes look it looks so good it does you can totally see it through the podcast yes let me describe it um synopsis synopsis 
We meet Ulrich. Ulrich is a little bit of a drunk, good-for-nothing son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And we meet this doctor. And the doctor is what I would refer to as a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. And he decides that he is going to take some innocent kitty cat and put it in Ulrich, giving him nine lives. Shenanigans ensue. <laughs> things happen. Everybody gets what they deserve at the end. This is Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone, Season 1, Episode 3. So we come in to the episode with the Crypt Keeper, and I'm, he, he's at his, what I assume is his dining room table, and he's just being very creepy, just very low-key creepy, and he grabs a book, and he's about, he basically says he's going to tell you the story of Ulrich the Undying. Was that about it? <laughs> Yeah, okay. yeah, literally, that's all that happens. It's a very low-key intro. It's so boring compared to everything else we've got. Oh, yeah, it's ve- it's yes, it's very mellow. Nothing happens, and there's no crypt keeper feet. So, but yeah, we open on um, what I described as a circus carnival hybrid because, yeah. like. I've never been to a carnival that looked like that, and I've never been to a circus that looked like that. It was definitely very uh, a little bit of both. Also, as the scene opens, a cat runs across the screen. I did try to pay attention to how many cats they randomly inserted into this. I do love a good theme, and they stayed very much on theme the entire episode. So we got one cat so far? One cat so far, one yes. Cat. You got lots of side sideshow folks walking around and clowns, but you can also hear, like, the carnival rides. It's very strange to me. I, I've never been to a carnival like that. The thing I took away from the little setup is that I want to go. I want to go there so bad. Like, just any carnival. There used to be one, like, right across the street from my apartment building. And then COVID happened instead. Womp womp. So then we meet the carnival barker. And he introduces a sideshow act. And you see camera crews all around. And he announces that they're going to bury Ulrich alive and dig him up the next day. Long after he's run out of oxygen. Cue the inside of the coffin, and we have Ulrich, who is very casually lighting up inside of this coffin, and you were screaming earlier about this. I was, because, like, okay, oxygen feeds fire. If you're, trigger warning, if you've experienced a house fire, but if you, your house is on fire, you're more likely to die of suffocation because the fire is going to, like, you know, suck up all the, uh, burn up all the oxygen, and then you're only going to have smoke to inhale. Like, don't, if you're, if you're being buried alive, don't light <laughs> don't, a Don't volunteer to be buried alive, by the way, like okay. Ulrich did. Yes, please don't do that. Um, but also, like, light up a flashlight. Don't light up a match. <laughs> Is it even... Okay, so, like, we've covered the fun science that you can't have a candle in there, mm-hmm. the lighter, because well, I mean, you that... you can, but... It'll just kill you faster. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay, because he's Ulrich the Undying. Mm-hmm. So we're taken to a flashback of Ulrich living in a cardboard box in an alley. And by the way, you can hear cats fighting throughout this entire scene. So I'm going to count that as three cats, minimum. Yeah, three. Yeah, we'll say three to be safe. This man is offering him riches beyond his wildest dreams if he'll consent to being in a quote-unquote small experiment. That's real predatory behavior there, Doc. Doc gets him to go with him to the office, and it kind of looks like a vet's. Yeah. It doesn't look like a regular doctor. It looks like the back room at a vet clinic. 
I don't know about your cats, but Sharpie and Lego did not appreciate this episode. Yeah, no. I mean, Booger doesn't come out of hiding regardless. She just doesn't appreciate my mere existence. But Phoebe definitely did not appreciate the episode. No, there is a lot of upsetting scenes with cats. So if you're also a cat person, this might not be the episode for you. Trigger warning. So many. Maybe yes. we will actually put one at the beginning of this yeah. episode. Like, this technically <laughs> animal abuse. Yeah, we're discussing animal cruelty. Thankfully, they never show it. But we find out that the doctor's name is Dr. Emile Manfred. That's a fancy-ass name. It is. And all through his little lab, there's kitties in cages. So, I mean, I lost count at that point of my cat count. But we'll just round up to, like, Six. Six sounds great. Okay. Six right. sounds good. I'll go I'll allow it. And then there's another cat. There's a images of a cat scan. Oh uh, Yeah, I, I can't tell if it's really shitty images because it was the best they could do at the time to replicate a cat scan, or if it just looks crappy because a cat is so tiny. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> there we go. One of the two sound about right. Yes. And the doctor, Dr. Manfred, reveals that he is exploring the nine lives of a cat from a scientific perspective. He believes that cats truly do have nine lives, and he just wants to grant those nine lives to mankind. And by mankind, we're going to get started with Ulrich here. Mm-hmm. So the doc has apparently found that there is a gland responsible for the cat's nine lives, and he just wants to graft it to Ulrich's brain. No problem. That's, Seems legit. That's a, that's a normal Tuesday night, isn't it? Right? Yeah, totally. And it goes very quickly, Ulrich waking up from the surgery, and <sighs> R.I.P. baby kitty. We love uh, you. You look like my neighbor's cat. Yep, you see the cat that the doc had been referring to covered in a sheet with a little bit of blood on it. It's, it's a little upsetting. And Ulrich is wondering, does he really have nine lives now? Ooh, but we're going to get another science experiment because what does the doc do now? He pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. And he dies. And he dies. <laughs> yes. And then he comes back to life. So the doc gives him his money. And then he says, hey, instead of, you know, going out and spending it all on cheap booze, we could turn this into a real racket, make even more money. Eh, eh, eh. Use that special talent. So the doc convinces Ulrich to go to the carnival hybrid, and we meet the Barker. The Barker has one of my favorite parts about this entire (laughs) episode, and his mustache changes every time. And in every scene, his mustache is just majestic. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't believe him, of course. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this guy is a person. He's gonna die. But Mm -hmm. the doc is like, no, no, no. Trust me, we're going to do this thing and it's going to be fine. So the Barker is like, okay, strange love. So for Ulrich's first act, he drowns and they're going to leave him in the tank for an hour. So for Ulrich's first act, he drowns and they plan on leaving him in the tank for an hour just to confirm that he's, you know, really, really dead. Yeah, I think it only takes... Five minutes? Somewhere between like five and 13. That sounds about right to my brain. Yeah. But before he drowns, the cute little assistant named Coralie asks him to dinner. So she, Coralie asks him out on a date 
And he says yes, and then he dies. Womp womp. That is one way to get out of a first date. Right? So props to you, sir. Right? It's creativity. And unfortunately, as they drain the water and try to bring him back, it takes him a it takes him a little bit longer than anticipated to come back to life, and the audience leaves booing. Also, I found it disturbing that no one seemed disturbed that they just watched a man die. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Okay, that sucks. Bye. We're yep. gonna go look at the bearded lady now." Or- Right. The strong man or something. Right. So he comes back to life, found out they made 10K, and he uses his cut to take Coralie out to dinner. And the next part, we see a new setup for a way for Ulrich to die. (laughs) And we have the Barker going, he did the dirty in the dirty town of Dastardly. (laughs) And it's a very festive game of hangman. It is. Very, very wild, wild west. So he, there he is on the stand, and Corley, his beautiful assistant, is supposed to pull the lever to hang him, and she won't do it. She can't. She loves him she too can't. much. So he has to hang himself that night. That's but, one way to say he got hung, <laughs> or he is hung. I think he is hung, considering um, what, what's the nickname for his uh, his, his penis? His penis is called Mister. Friendly. Yeah, it comes up twice in this episode. Um, Second time is much funnier. Yes. <laughs> so Ulrich decides now that he needs to boost his profits. But what's the easiest way to do that? Murder. Yes, breaking your contract via murder. The Doc and Ulrich are out and about. Ulrich is driving, and it's a rainy day, much like today. Yes. And uh, suddenly, Ulrich is like, hey, Doc, I want to make more money. And Doc is pretty chill about it until Mm -hmm. he realizes that the car is going faster Mm -hmm. and faster. And Ulrich's like, nope, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to die with you, and nobody's going to suspect a thing. However, (laughs) this is the part that makes me really mad. I mean, there's a lot of parts that make me mad in these Mm -hmm. episodes, but the doc is a doc. Yeah. Why wasn't he wearing a seatbelt? That's a really good question. But why do doctors still smoke cigarettes? That is also a Mm -hmm. very good question. So they crash, and you briefly see another cat. Where? I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just know, I, I think, I can't refer, I think it flashes on screen, just a cat. But yes, we have another cat sighting on screen. What is the current cat count? Because this is, I would say, like at least halfway through the episode. I think we've got to be at least seven, because we just kind of had to guess in the lab how many cats there were. You said six in the lab. Okay. Three. We should not do on-air math. No, <laughs> on-air math is a bad time. I would say we're more like 10 or 15. Yeah, yeah. We, we've seen plenty of cats by this point. So next, he actually raffles off the privilege to murder him via electrocution. This adorable little lady wins the raffle, and she's psyched. Granny has the same teeth that Killer Santa had in the last episode. Oh, Prove that's me wrong. That's upsetting. Also, I noticed there was a child in the audience during this scene. Yeah, there's been a couple of kids like yeah. scattered throughout this carnival. Yeah. Like, I don't think you should be here. That's not okay. So, yeah, so Granny flips the switch and electrocutes him, and Coralie chants, <laughs> Grandma killed my boyfriend! Yay! Grandma killed my boyfriend! <laughs> like, it's... It's like, cool. I mean, like, I'm not going to judge anyone for what they get excited about. What gets their motor running? But that's a little odd, Coralie. Who do you think was more realistic in their electrocution style? 
Ulrich or the two people from the first episode? Oh, Ulrich. Ulrich. Ulrich? Yeah, it was a much better performance. Much better. Congratulations, Ulrich. So apparently some resurrections take longer than others, and they have to go rescue him then from the coroner's office because he didn't come back in time. And he almost got embalmed. (laughs) He can't come back from that, probably. Even he's concerned about it. Right. In our next carnival death scene, we have a hunting situation where Ulrich is standing behind a bear that is moving back and forth. And what I kind of like about how they're going about killing Ulrich is that it is all very audience participation. Mm -hmm. For this one, it is $1,000 per arrow slash chance to get him in the heart. Mm -hmm. To give him a heart on, as it were, (laughs) according to the Barker, who I think I missed my calling in life. I think I should have been a carnival Barker. Oh, I think you would have been a great carnival Barker. That's still a job. I'll I'm, figure it out. I'm sure it is. Goodbye, Tish. This is my two weeks notice. Uh, thank no. you. <laughs> I also looked it up because I was curious. Like, well, this was mm-hmm. like 86, mm-hmm. I think. So how much was $1,000 then versus now? Yeah. So if you were to do this nowadays, your $1,000 equals out to $2,153.66 hmm. in the year 2021. Interesting. Yeah. So this guy, there's a couple of different people that try it. Yeah. All right. So some nerdy dude tried. Mm-hmm. He did not do it so well. <laughs> no. There was two tourists. There was like a tourist family. And it's this older guy with his son. Mm-hmm. And the son is like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Which, yeah, kid, that's probably a good choice. Your dad isn't super mentally stable, but... Mm. Yeah, that one's real messed up because the dad's like, if you can kill a rabbit, you can kill this guy. And it's like, uh, I don't think they're very comparable. No, sir. No. He's not Peter Cottontail, Rabbit mm. Tail, whatever it is. So he also fails. So I think they're at like three or four thousand mm-hmm. dollars right now mm-hmm. with their efforts. But then this cocky bastard comes up and he's like, oh, do you accept credit card? And the Parker's <laughs> like, if you've got two forms of identification, whatever. <laughs> And he puts it down, just like that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's like an award-winning archerist. State Fair Archery Champion. Yeah! Yes. Who knew that was a thing? I did not. I mean, I could see it. I could see it. But when I think of archery at, like, fairs and stuff, I mm-hmm. think of, like, because I've worked at the Renaissance Festival for so many damn years, I think of the archery over there. <laughs> And it's not that impressive. But this, that sounds way more legit. Yes. So this guy does it. He gets Ulrich right in the heart. Mm-hmm. And the thing that annoys me is that, like, so he did all that. It was a couple people in. So they got, like, $4,000, $5,000 yeah. there with just the efforts. Yeah. All the guy wins is the arrow. And he's just so excited about it. Like, shouldn't you get, like, a couple hundred bucks for that, too? Right. Well, I mean, he did just get to murder a man. So I, I think that's part of the appeal. I mean, I, for the record, I do not see the appeal <laughs> in murdering a man. But... <laughs> but I have a list. <laughs> in this in this context, I believe that was the whole appeal of it. Yes, the appeal is that they got to murder a man, and technically it was okay because it wasn't real murder. It was temporary murder. Please don't murder anybody. <laughs> murder is wrong, okay? Okay. And once again, it takes him forever to come back. And Coralie has to bribe the cops just to get to keep his body. And she mm-hmm. gives him a couple of hundred bucks, it looks like. Like a giant... 
fat lot of cash? I would say it's probably like at least 50 grand. That would be lovely. (laughs) And the cop's like, that's more than I make in a year. I did not look up how much cops made that year. I I tried, and then I just got a lot of different links, and I was like, this is too much effort. Just just go with it, internet. Just go with it. And so after he comes back, you find out that he's getting money from HBO. Nice, subtle plug there, HBO. And that Roman Polanski wants to film his life story. All of them. (laughs) Roman Polanski? Roman Polanski is a very famous director who's equally famous for being a rapist. Oh. Yes, he's been living in exile in Europe to oh. avoid facing charges. Got it. Yes. I'm not sad I didn't know that fun fact. Yes. He was married <laughs> Thank to Sharon. You. Yes, he was married to Sharon Tate. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Not that pre, name I know. Yes, pre rape. So he has he announces he's got about 60 grand saved up and he wants to take Corley on a vacation, but She's got some other ideas. She's going to find those ideas in the bottom of her purse. Yes, and she stabs him to death and takes his money. But before she can stab him to death, she pulls out her fucking comb and she almost stabs him with the comb. That would have been tragic in a totally different way. Mm. Um, I do like, by the way, like when she's leaving, fleeing the crime scene, um, she says goodbye to Mr. Friendly. Oh, she just had to say goodbye to the penis. One, one more, more time. time. <laughs> yeah. So he's pretty bitter after Coralie leaves. Yeah, he's like, I'm tired of this shit. I have better things to die for. So he goes to the Barker and he says he wants to do one last grand finale, do Mm -hmm. your worst. But the catch is he wants 100%. Yes. And the Barker's like, 100%? But that'll leave me with practically nothing. I think you're fine. I think I think it's okay. Yeah, because in his mind, you know, by his calculations, this would be his, this death would be losing his eighth life. Mm-hmm. And so this would be the grand finale. And when he reminisces on the, on the poor kitty that gave its life, poor little kitty, poor dead little kitty. Now he has this revelation, unfortunately, after he's already been put in the ground, Mm -hmm. the dirt has been shoveled on him, he's already lit a candle. It's Uh, getting lit in there! (laughs) Oxygen is getting low. And that's when he realizes, wait, that cat died, and then I got the gland. Mm Mm-hmm. Shall we do a murder count? Sure. All right. So the first murder was the cat itself who gave him the nine lives. That was number one. Mm -hmm. And then we have him getting shot by the duck. Number three was when he drowned in the tank the first time at the Mm -hmm. carnival place. Number four was the hangman. Number five was the car accident that also killed the duck. Number six was the electrocution. Seven was hunting. Eight was being stabbed by his girlfriend. Ooh, that's some epic backstabbing right Mm -hmm. there. And number nine... Buried Buried alive. alive. Poor Ulrich is just as bad at math as we are. (laughs) Mm, Rest (laughs) in peace. Didn't think about that. Yep. So he realizes that, oh shit, he's on his last life. He's not coming back. He fucked up. You done fucked up, Ulrich. He's screaming for help. And the two people that are burying him are like, they're not really leaving him down here, right? Like, somebody's going to come back later, and they think they hear something. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, he they says, did. You hear something? Nah, probably just a cat. 
and full circle. Yes. So many kitty cats. Right. Well, and then a little black cat comes to visit him at his grave. Isn't that cute? Lego, is that you? Is it you? And then we go back to the Crypt Keeper, who is petting a little black kitty cat. I want to know whose cat that was. Right. And then he scares it off. Rude. Dislike. Major dislike. And that's a wrap. That is... Tales from the Crypt, Season 1, Episode 3. Dig that cat. He's real gone. I'm Haley. And I'm Katie. And we want to tell you about our new podcast, The Reference Desk. Each Wednesday, two librarians will take you down the rabbit hole of the topics that have bewitched us. After a deep dive into the subject, we'll leave you with some recommended books and media related to your new favorite topic. Our topics vary from historic, to the creepy, to the just plain bizarre. So whether you're looking for new things to read, a lover of the odd or interesting, or just a basic book nerd, we hope you'll adjust the chain on your reading glasses, button up your favorite cardigan, and follow us punk-ass book jockeys through the stacks to the reference desk. The Reference Desk is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. To find all of our episodes, book lists, and more, visit us at thereferencedeskpod.com. We'll see you in the stacks. All right, and now it's time for our my favorite segment, Who's That Ghoul? I'm going to make you a theme song for that one of these days. <laughs> we'll get one. So this episode was directed by Richard Donner. Richard Donner is well known for directing The Omen. Oh, shit. Superman. Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. The Goonies, Lethal Weapon 1 through 4. Also, fun fact, director Richard Donner cameos as an audience member during Ulrich's burial death and can be seen chanting, Ulrich, Ulrich, Ulrich. And his wife, Lauren Schuler Donner, is sitting beside him in the crowd. Oh, that's such a romantic date. Isn't it? Watching a man die. Ah, my favorite yeah. activities. Yeah. So next up, we have Joe Pantoliano, a prolific character actor, well known for being, playing Francis in The Goonies, Teddy in Memento. He was also in The Matrix. He had a recurring role on The Sopranos. And I love to find little fun, fun, interesting roles that people played. And this one goes out to our friend uh, named Shrimp Cocktail. He was the voice of Sticky Finn's Whiting on an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Shrimp, did you hear that? <laughs> we have the Barker, who's played by Robert Wool. He played Alexander Knox in the 1989 Batman, which I was like, okay, I don't really... I have vague memories of that movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. But then as I'm looking, he reprised that role in the Supergirl TV show. And then again in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So he's done a lot. Right? So kudos to you. Although his favorite role of mine is as angry customer in the movie Good Burger. Oh, Good Burger? <laughs> yeah. If you look through my collection of movies and DVDs <laughs> behind you, you will find Good Burger. It's a good choice. And then we have our sweet beloved Coralie. Oh my gosh. Yes, who is played by Kathleen York who was nominated for an Oscar, but not for acting. She apparently co-wrote and performed a song called In the Deep that was featured in the movie Crash. And the Crash, as in the early 2000s film about people with interconnected lives, and not the 90s film with James Spader. I was going to say, about none of those is based on a book, right? 
Maybe. Maybe. There, there's a 90s movie called Crash, though. It's about people that get off watching car crashes. So oh, not that movie. That's slightly less romantic. Yes. Kathleen started her career playing Little Betty on Dallas. She had recurring roles on West Wing and How to Get Away with Murder. And my favorite, she played Naomi Judd in the TV movie Naomi and Winona. Love can build a bridge. What what was that on? I have no idea. It was just a made-for-TV movie. I'm going to go with Lifetime in that case, because it sounds like prime Lifetime shenanigans. And then we have Dr. Manfred, who's played by Gustav Vintas, and he was a real doctor. Oh, really? Yes. He graduated from med school. He he went to Montreal and did his residency. I believe he also um, spent some time at Cornell University, but he was also an actor. He was in Lethal Weapon and my favorite role, Professor Beltran in The Texas Vampire Massacre. Uh, I need to hunt <laughs> that movie down. It sounds amazing. Yes, we will be watching that together uh, next time we're not recording. And that's it for Who's That Ghoul? I do enjoy how the director used a bunch of people from The Goonies, because you said he directed The Goonies as well. Yes, correct. I like that. I yes. wonder if it was just a casual conversation like on set when they were having some snacks, like, hey, do you want to audition for this thing? <laughs> Great. Yes, I have a feeling it was like, because uh, like I said, Dr. Manfred was in Lethal Weapon. Richard Donner directed Lethal Weapon. Like I said, you've got Joe, who is in Goonies. Richard Donner directed Goonies. They were all over. All right. Did you like this episode? I did. This was probably my favorite episode so far. I mean, Joe is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. He's so good at playing like a lovable slime ball. Like, right. and, and you I want to love to hate Ulrich. Yes, you do. Like, there's something. Even though he's so slimy and skeevy, there's something kind of charming in that skeeviness. I can see what Coralie <laughs> saw. What about Mister Friendly? I mean, if I ever get to meet Mr. Pants in person, I might have to ask him about Mr. Friendly. (laughs) That's not weird or creepy at all. I support these choices. (laughs) I think this is probably the most quotable episode of Mm -hmm. season one. We haven't quite gotten to my favorite episode yet, but there's technically only three episodes left. So we're halfway there. Go us. Right. Do you have a favorite quote from it? Oh, just the fact that his penis is Mr. Friendly. (laughs) Just that perfect voice. Yes. I can't pick one, so I'm just going to say anytime the Barker was on scene, (laughs) anything he said, any crazy nonsense that came out of his mouth. Barker dialogue is always great. Carnival Barkers are the best. (laughs) I want to be friends with him. If you are a Carnival Barker, please message us and send us an email at campcreekpodcast at gmail.com. I want to talk to you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Camp Creep. Our theme music was created by Steve O'Dockerson. Our logo was designed by Tish Delano. The show is produced by Lauren Jewell and Tish Delano and edited by Lauren Jewell. You can support the show by subscribing to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Creep Creep it it real. real.